3: This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia.
8: I'm Goofy AF, as I welcome you to another edition. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't. Today's one of those days where I feel somewhere, I'm stuck in the middle with you, Steelers Wheel. That's where I feel today. I'm, uh, I'm stuck in the middle with you. So if you feel like you're in the middle today, I'm middling it. Middling it. I'm kind of pumped though because we have a fired up, focused, and prepared uh, program out in front of you today consisting of, well, several things moving left to right and right to left across your device. Before we do anything else though, Brian Hartman has greetings and salutations because today's a special day, Brian. Talk to me here. Hang on, hang on. God, I'm blowing. I'm stepping on my own bed here. Good gosh, almighty Tony.
9: Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Happy 25th anniversary, baby, to the first BCS champion, Tennessee Volunteers. January 4th, 1999. 25 years ago, the Balls claimed the national championship in the desert. Matt Dixon, where I were did you? That,
8: State. Where were you, Matt, when that happened? Uh, I, I was I was there in Tempe. Oh come on! Everybody says that. You don't want me to believe that. Well, you, you believed it when I said it was the best Christmas gift I ever had, like two weeks ago. Oh, well, I was cho- I chose to believe that. Spe- special night. How many people claim you think to be there? I I, I would hope everybody. Oh, that, well, one
10: one zero two four five five is that, that number Butch kept citing.
8: I love Butchie. Butchy love numbers. Sped like the that. 12th individual was there in full force. God, what a spedster. The I'm, 12th individual. I'm pretty pumped if you guys are today. Matt, you excited for today? Matt with a great report that will appear tomorrow as part of a stacked and packed Friday blog over at tclub.team. Today we had some thoughts. The kid from Temple uh, did not get in yesterday. He's coming in this weekend for a two-day visit, which I guess is pretty good. That must mean Tennessee wants a guy. Matt, me and Asenko, we were talking in Bri yesterday on the air. Can we get a handle on how many DBs we have on our roster right now? Because um, I get the feeling we're going to sign about three or four more of these guys. We have to, right? Just for numbers? Uh,
10: yeah, I would think so, because you've lost... I mean, like six or eight. I don't know. I mean, yeah, you lost a, a a whole bunch of your depth. Mm-hmm. You know, not that, not that the coaches used it, but you do need it. I think Cinco was was you know was right. Well, you need it for practice purposes. So yeah, yeah, you need. I can't remember how many they signed just in the high school class, but yeah, you 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 need a couple more bodies there. Well, and not not just bodies, but but guys who can who can help you.
8: Hmm. Pretty fun stuff. So a couple days later, Dixon, you believe in what we saw. Watson Brown yesterday talking about the whole deal, who, who was really interesting, by the way, yesterday. Tennessee has a, a, another guy mystifyingly. that That's not real, right? Our kick returner has declared for the draft. Is that real? That's not real, is it? Is that a real story?
9: Does the spring league have a draft tone? I mean, yeah. you watch Matt Worth. Why, d-
10: why are you guys hating on these dudes? They're just they're declaring for the draft. Doesn't mean they're getting drafted, but they're out of eligibility, so they're chasing a dream.
8: Yeah, Brian, why are you hate? Let, let
10: them have let them have the Let them have the draft. Had,
8: I thought he had one more year of, to play. Or two more yeah, years. Two more years to play if he wants it. But was he a JUCO? Super senior. Be a super senior man like brew mccoy like brew mccoy i can't figure out if gitmo is uh is a member of uh, my houston roughnecks or not because apparently he was signed to the houston gamblers and now he's going to end up over there with the houston roughnecks and i'm really confused by the whole thing uh, that's called that's a team i've decided to roll with because yesterday they put all the stars merchandise on sale and I went in there and spent some money on some Stars merchandise. Laura was shaking her head at me, but get it while it's get it while it's cuz it's gonna be defunct in a mere matter of moments. You like those damn alphabet legs, like Beano told me back in the day. You like those alphabet legs. Matt, are you guys aware that Ole Miss is like uh, undefeated and they've got a guy that's like 7-6 on their roster?
10: Yeah, we, we talked about yeah. it when they they played before tennessee in that you know friends and family tournament in texas they haven't played the most difficult schedule but they you know beat nc state pretty good beat memphis and then won a couple of other close games so yeah they they've, they've kind of got it got it rolling and that that's the way to do it when you when you don't have a great team especially in, with a first year coach try to rack up some early wins and build some confidence and momentum and hope that maybe it kind of carries over and that's that's exactly what they've done South
8: Carolina did, too. John Adams is um, pronounced by his absence. I don't know where he is. I talked to him a few minutes ago, and he's, like, disappeared on us here. Any any, any of you have any idea on John Adams's whereabouts?
9: Any thoughts?
8: John Adams' whereabouts? I'd say he's
9: uh, assisting Brian Kelly in looking for some defensive football coaches. Yes.
8: That's exactly Boom!
10: What he's, he's scouring the message boards for... For the scoop on Ellison's next DC.
8: That was a um that was something that had to happen, wasn't it? Now we're in firing season right now. I wonder if Kelly wanted to do that. And I wonder how long uh Tommy Reese is gonna last at Alabama. Because my guess would be not long. Jennifer Morris presents John Adams' absence today. Here we are, january twenty twenty four and this is a wonderful time to sell your house. And here's why. Anybody that's out and about looking for a house right now is serious. Now, it, baby, it's cold. It is cold outside, baby. Y'all like this cold weather?
9: These dreary days? No sun out at all? Um, you forted it or against it, Brian? It's sort of what I, I expect at this time of year. So It doesn't bother me like it does some. I just getting, know what it. I know what January brings, and this well, is it.
8: I'm getting ready to turn my sun lamp on. If that means anything to you, right here in the studio. I hope it doesn't blind you. Maybe it'll help you guys. Maybe you guys will get some some sunlight through osmosis through this app, and maybe people watching on Twitch and on Fakebook Live will get an opportunity as well to uh, bask in the glow of the fake sunshine in the Raymir Studio today. Maybe that's the case. But as it was, the great Jennifer Morris sponsors John Adams' absence. And you know, this time of the year is a great time to buy, a uh, great time to sell because anybody that's out and about in this cold weather, hunting a house, they're serious. So look, if you're a first time buyer or maybe you haven't gone through the process, you will get in touch with Jennifer. She will walk you through it. If you're renting and want to buy, she, ladies and germs, will take care of you. Uh, Adam said he's waiting on a call, Brian. We've tried to connect with you. We've tried to connect a million times with him. And, I mean,
9: gosh, man. So John Adams... He's uh, waiting on a call from the uh, his source about LSU's new D.C. That's what it is. That's what it
8: is. Jennifer Morris over... Next Move Smoky dot com. Look, he's not listening right now, Matt. He never does. You think this guy's an LSU fan, Matt? Yes or no? He always talks about him. He's got some LSU in his blood, <laughs> doesn't
10: he? I, yeah, I I think he's still very fond of LSU, yes. yes. Got a lot of friends who are probably LSU fans. So. Yeah. Hey, I don't blame him. There, there's a lot of cool stuff about
8: LSU. Yeah, especially when Tennessee went down there and walloped them last year. Happy days are here again. Matt, what do you think of our fan base with Nico Mania? Over the top or pretty good so far? How, are, how have our fans handled Nico Mania to this point?
10: Uh well, you'll always have the the that are that are over the top on on these things, but I I actually thought we did, we handled it really well post game. Um, you know, I, the, the Nico Joe stuff, I'm, I didn't, I'm just glad it's over with because yep. I, I could go the rest of my life without hearing any talk or debate about that.
8: I didn't do it. Did you notice how like George, plaster, yes, I'm, I'm thing, very, I'm very grateful. You know, we we Ge- didn't, George, our show didn't turn into that. George that plaster, plaster off the top later. asked me how come he didn't play all year and how much of that did you get into on in your post game show? And I said, not at all. He said, what do you mean? Not at all. And I said, not at all. Here's the deal. It, they, they made their decision on who they were going to play. They stuck with their decision, and that kid walked down on the field uh, the other day ready to play. Who's to say five months ago he was ready to play, first of all? Secondly, he's, he's his legs are thinner than mine, and I look like a freaking flat Stanley when I turn sideways.
2: How the World's actually going to
8: hold
9: up on an SEC football field for a season, Goofball. Only The only way that Nico plays... Pretty much all year, is, and is the starting quarterback. Is if Joe Milton looks like CJ Leak out there, Joe Milton would have had to have been bad or worse than CJ Leak for that to happen. That's exactly right, Brian. And, and he he wasn't going to be that bad.
8: And even then, I'm not sure you play him. Even then, I I think you probably go with Gaston more because you don't want to get the guy hurt. Yes or no? Y'all tell me.
10: No way, you, no way you turn it to Nico until Cooper Mays was back, and that was exactly like four right. or five games into your season.
8: And people don't want to hear that. We said,
10: I mean, we said that at the time.
8: I did. People don't want to hear that. but Now, there is the line of thought where you can say, why didn't they do some packages and do some things for him? That's certainly – because there's no way that guy's redshirting what i mean is there's no way that guy's going to be here in 4 years in major college football. Uh, um, you know there is a 0% chance after seeing him play the other day that he's going to be here for like his 4th year or 5th year senior 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 deal. Can we both say that? But but here's the thing. I didn't get into it because, to me, why? The important thing is you've got one of these guys, not let's prosecute the coach. The coach got the guy. So why would I prosecute the coach? Because the coach, that's Sean Adams right there, y'all. Wrong, wrong line, John. Wrong line, John. <laughs> Brian, would you text him and tell him to hit me up on the um on on this thing, please. Do you have his phone number, Brian? Have him hit me up on the on the deal. On the Skype. God, man, I'm gonna try him again. He's, God, he's so challenged. Here he comes. All right, so he's coming in. You guys need to reconnect with me. John Adams, K amigo. Matt and Brian are out to lunch. Matt and Brian are out to lunch. You're here. Good 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 day to you, John. How we doing? Can you hear me? This is so great. Okay, hang on one second. Okay, go ahead, John, cuz Matt was just saying your name in vain. Go ahead. Uh yeah, I just paused for dramatic effect there, but uh,
11: yeah, I don't know what the connection issue was. I just went I always get a call and I wasn't getting it. So and mm. then you said start you said start the call. I didn't know if you meant call you on the phone Which or What you did? You something. called my phone. And you didn't
8: answer. Well, it rang so, on the air. It rang so on the air. So then I air started, started to call in That's Skype. Right. And That's right. And then it worked.
11: Here I am, but I can't see you.
8: Here I am, the one that I love, loves you in so many. Okay, hang on. Let me make sure you can see me. Understand the one that you love, loves you in so many ways.
11: There you are. So,
8: John um, Adams, you've had a chance to think about it. It looks like Tennessee, as we reported today, is going to stand pat on their wide receiver room. So they're going to go with the kid from um, the kid they got from uh, down in t- your neck of the woods, down at Tulane, who's a nice player. They've decided, along with a myriad of other programs, that the Stewart guy from A&M is kind of not worth fooling with. We've really looked into A&M. I've shared with Matt some intel. Matt, did the Vols make the right decision before I go to John Adams on Stewart? In your opinion, Matt, knowing what we think we know about him,
10: well, knowing what we know about him and the program that that Hypel has, I, I think that I don't think that 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 was a good match. Um, you, Ed, you got you. Got, I mean, he, he's really talented, and, yep. and there's a chance that that he could help you. Yes, but I don't think it's worth the, the risk, and, and you, you don't act, you don't need him as much as he would be kind of a luxury, and that's something I don't you know I don't think you have you have to do at this point.
8: John, somebody said to me very angrily a couple days ago that I was being extremely unfair to the guys that are currently on the roster because there could be a diamond in the rough the way that. Those two guys that ended up in the NFL were hit hiding in plain view before Hendon Hooker walked out there. And the line I got was when Joe Milton's throwing the football to you, you don't know who can play and who can't because you're getting substandard quarterback play for whatever, you know. We, we can talk about that. We can go round and round. John, what, what is your sense of, of that, um, that there could be one of those guys could be hiding in plain view on that site right now? or on the uh, Well,
11: on the yeah. Yeah, that's always possible, but I when I look at a receiving core, a complete receiving core, I want a guy with size. Yep. I want a slot guy that's super quick. Yep. And ma- Can make those plays in coverage and can beat a DB really quick. I want a tight end. I'm just talking about the passing game. I want a tight end can confine holes in a zone. And uh, I want somebody that can stretch the field. And I'm not sure Tennessee has anybody that can stretch the field right now. I mean, I mean, mm. the way they talked about mm. Adate Thornton in preseason, he could stretch the field like nobody in the world,
8: but still got to catch the ball. He made that, which is ironic, right? He made that incredible catch. It was the last time we saw him. Field stretching play, a Willie Mays catch in center field just an insanely poor Joe Milton throws a ball like behind him and off to the side of him, and he makes just an insane play on the ball. Maybe maybe he's the guy, but he's coming off an injury, you know? Well, he's coming off the injury, and you
11: look at his numbers at, at Argon. They were pedestrian. I mean, he didn't stand out, and I know Argon has really good receivers. I'm looking, I think Tennessee needs a real star out there. And I mean, for this thing, it needs a, a Jalen Hyatt. It, I'm not saying it won't things won't go well with the group it has. I just don't know if that person's on the roster. That's why I find Evan Stewart appealing. Apparently, I don't know what's going on with him. I haven't sat down with his uh, therapist and, and had a discussion. That would be illegal. You can't you can't uh, talk to people about your uh, your patient. Uh, relationships. I'm kidding here. Apparently he's Uh, prettier than a fruitcake John. Well yeah but sometimes those fruitcakes can make plays for you. Sometimes if you have a strong enough locker room you can assimilate one guy into that. The New England Patriots made a living off that. They brought guys in like Corey Dillon and even Randy Moss. They brought in guys supposedly head cases but they're their locker room hate using the word culture but it fits here locker room culture was so strong they had so many strong leaders on that team that that person sort of acquiesced to their to the atmosphere that was already there as opposed to being a distraction and and disrupting things so i don't know i mean but he's the kind of player uh, that Tennessee needs in the receiving core. Now, I mean, if he's
8: a, a nut job, they don't need that. But I'm just saying, I'm looking at him strictly as a player. Uh, I think he's another guy that's kind of like the Oregon guy. He's a non-productive guy for, for the noise we make about him. Who, Evan Stewart? Yeah, he's yeah, not. But he he caught 54, eh. 54 passes.
11: He caught 54 passes in 22. I mean, Dante Thornton caught 24. I just think... Yeah. Go ahead.
10: Well, that that I mean, that offense is not set up to to put n- numbers out there for especially for receivers. And this year, they didn't have a quarterback, so I think it, he's an NFL talent without a doubt. But I just I don't think it's worth it because there's there's too many kind of I don't want to say red flags, but just too many things that are off the field related that that keep him from he'll he'll never reach that potential because I don't think he takes it serious.
8: It's a point well, of conversation. Uh, Tennessee fans will follow it. The question is, do you have what it takes to win? That's what my friends at 865 Alliance are wondering. They're back for their second season in the spring. They're holding tryouts. Uh, 865 Alliance open tryouts January 13 from 4 to 8 p.m., which is, I guess, Saturday a week, uh, over at the Samson Sports Complex. You need to go to 865alliance.com for more information, 865alliance.com, and show that you have what it takes to win, Tennessee's got an opportunity now. John, this is the window here. This is the time to remember, uh, as the great Billy Joel said, "It will not last forever." This is a two-year window to get to the playoffs. Matt Dixon declared that after you went off the uh, Garza Law fifth-quarter fan reaction. Do you share his sentiment that the next two years are the window? You have an elite quarterback. You got to take advantage of it, certainly. And
11: uh, we saw how things go with the. Uh, Somewhat less than elite quarterback this past season. When I, when I look at Tennessee, I, w- I was looking at the quarterbacks. The SEC, of course, it's an expanded league, has never been as strong as quarterback. I know it was really strong in 2022. It's even going to be stronger in 24. I mean, double figure teams have quality quarterbacks. Not saying Heisman candidates, quality quarterbacks. But when I look at the quarterback crop, the only quarterback I would take over Nico right now would be Carson Beck. And I know they're completely different quarterbacks. Carson Beck is an elite passer, not the running threat Nico is, but he can run when necessary. But what I liked about Carson Beck was watching him through the first season. That's the pattern I would like to see for Nico. If you watch Carson Beck in the first couple of games, even the third game, yeah, he said, "Yeah, he's pretty good. He can run the offense, throws a nice ball, but you watch that guy just keep getting better, and I think that's what can happen with Nico. And I know all these other quarterbacks. I mean, Jalen Milrow, Jalen Milrow can't make the throws. Nico can. That's the first no. thing I look for in a quarterback, no. and then the next thing is that extra dimension ability to, you know, escape by defenders, and then and even run the ball. And Jalen Milrow is a great athlete, and he can make plays." But when I watched him against Michigan, Michigan was really well prepared for what he could do. And that that last play at overtime, that was ridiculous. That they thought Jalen Milrow, they thought he was Herschel Walker, and he's just gonna run over everybody and get it in the end zone. It don't work that way. So I'm rambling here, but I just look at the quarterback's Quinn of yours, I like him. I love Brady Cook. But when I watch what Nico can do, those throws, those cross-the-field throws, Are you kidding on the man? line, Are you kidding me? smooth release, Are it's you? not like he's winding up and no. doing it. No, he's he's very big time. And what to me, Tennessee has got to compliment him. And, and when I look at this t- depth chart next year for Tennessee, pretty solid in the offensive line, some experienced receivers, uh, Dylan Sampson, a really good running back. Uh, Cam Seldon's got uh, potential. He showed that in a bowl game. But look at that depth chart. And On offense, not talking about the defense now, but on offense, how many first-team all-SEC players are on that offense?
8: There's not one player, uh, according to a list that ESPN put out, there wasn't one top 100 player that the Vols had in college football this year. Uh, and this is all subjective, right? <laughs> but
10: well, there- That's laughable.
8: What do you mean that's laughable?
10: James Pierce is going to be a first-round pick after that. James Pierce he is going to be a top, preseason All-American. He won in the top one hundred. I, I, I think he meant
11: off I am talking. Offense. I'm talking offense.
8: But there, no, on the whole team, there wasn't a top one hundred player in that ESPN list. Well,
10: again. Then, whoever put that together is not very intelligent.
11: Then
8: okay, so James Pierce along. didn't
10: have here, that.
11: Here, those kind of
8: numbers. He, here's a question for you on offense, right on time. This is from the Gold Joe. Bureau of the Basilio Show. And Goldbrick's been on here a time or two. He's a little bit of a brain donor, but he's our guy. Goldie. I he's think up. he's pretty sharp. You would. Goldie has said the following. Ole Miss running back Quinshaw Junkins has informed the Rebels coaching staff that he plans to enter. Huh? Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait uh-huh. for it. Uh Wait for it. He's going to enter the transfer portal, John, according to 247 Sports. Now, here's my question for you. He was the first SEC player since Herschel Walker with 15-plus touchdowns in each of his first two college football seasons. If you are the Tennessee Volunteers, it's just kind of what you were just getting at, would you spend some of that money that was going to go to that tackle – on a guy like that and add a playmaker like that with nico in that backfield yes or no
11: yeah you you would give this that's what tennessee needs i I mean i I don't know yeah matt ask
8: is that real matt zenitz is reporting but you can't enter it's too late to to enter the portal Too late? no no matt zenitz is uh reporting that
11: but it's too late to enter enter the portal tony
8: no, actually, actually, there are a couple more days. There's like a little, There, I, I saw something on this. Oh, you know what, Matt? Let's see. This guy's got 41, five followers. He reported that eight minutes ago. That is Matt Zena's account, yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, you can still sign with
11: somebody, but you need to, I'm pretty sure you already need to be in the portal. Yeah, he could enter the portal in May. Yeah,
10: I think there's the, the window's extended for the playoff teams. I mean, I guess Ole Miss played on New Year's Day, too. It might be extended for them
8: as well. I think that's right.
10: That, is, that doesn't that does make any sense to me.
8: That he would enter the portal?
10: Yeah, because I, I thought he signed a multi-year NIL deal last year to stay at Ole Miss, and they've obviously gone all-in this year. And outside of Jackson Dart, keeping Quinchon Junkins would be the the top priority for Ole Miss to make a championship run. And here in that very, like very, that doesn't make any sense but, to me but that here's, he would enter the
8: portal. Here's the problem, uh, John, with college football and why we need a commissioner. You are a lead columnist and, uh, and this is the show of record, okay? And neither of us really <laughs> knows not, listen. Neither of us really knows what the final result is of that portal because they did tack on At the end of this, okay, after they told us it was a 30-day window, they looked at it and said, you know what, for the teams that played January 1 and in the playoffs, we're extending the portal. Now, John, I will ask you, are they making that up as they go along, or are they making that up as they go along? And Matt Zenitz is reporting that. I I will read his tweet to you. It says the following. Ole Miss star running back Quinshaw Junkins has informed Rebels coaching staff that he plans to enter the transfer portal, sources tell 247 Sports. This year, he became the first SEC player since Herschel Walker with 15-plus touchdowns in each of his first two college football seasons. And I do think, Matt, that there is an extended window for the uh, playoff teams and the teams that took part on the Jan 1 games, which makes no sense, but whatever, whatever. And did they play on John one, Matt? Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Play
9: for January one?
8: No, it, no. Ole Miss. No. When did Ole Miss? When was Ole, Ole Miss, Miss play on the thirtieth? Thirtieth. Ah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, and
11: according to this, I mean the portal, the portal closed on January second. You can still go to another team, but you had already be in the portal. That's right. Okay, but but Matt said based, they
8: extended the window for okay. certain and i don't know who the certain programs are zenith hasn't talked about that um he didn't talk about that in his tweet but and maybe that's an oversight on his part or maybe there is a uh, but they do have him listed in the portal now or they have him listed as a portal eligible guy now over on their deal i, I don't
9: know
10: well tony well, here the tweet says he plans to enter the portal like yeah. he told the staff, he plans to enter, which means he's not there yet.
9: Yeah, but
11: again, I, he I, can. I mean, enter, this
10: doesn't make any sense.
11: I agree, but it, just speaking hypothetically, he could in, enter the portal in May. Yeah, he could. So, yeah, and so, but this is where we're headed, Tony. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to the point in early December. You got twelve teams in the playoffs. Some some star player is going to say, "Okay, I'd love to play in this playoff. Love I'd it. love to win a national championship." But man, you got to help me out here. I need a little more money. I, I you know, want to do it. My heart's in it. Love my guys. We're a brotherhood here. Love them. But just need a little more incentive. I need a little more financial help. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to make money for you guys. That's going to happen.
8: I'm sure it's already happening, John.
11: Well, I mean,
8: yeah. it's not going to probably be publicized. That's right. But it, it's just it, it they is, have it all the leverage. It is they, when they walk. It is when they walk going to be publicized. Quinshawn Junkins, to Matt's point, Quinshawn Junkins sees something here, right, which is this guy's spending like a drunken sailor on all these new guys. And I have a deal from the last couple of years. Here's the way NIL works, Matt, just as a matter of fact, okay? First of all, the NCAA and their infinite wisdom has drawn this up so that the players have literally all the cards. And here's why. These contracts aren't pay-for-play. They're pay-for-appearances. They're pay-for-I-own-your-rights. You can leave anytime you want to leave. Nico could get up and leave the Vols. He's not bound by a contract. That's a misnomer. Because if he's bound by a contract, then it's pay-for-play. So he's not bound by a con that's why Quinn Ewers, after uh, Ohio State paid him seven figures, transferred right back to Texas. He was like, I'm not staying up here. He was the first guy to do it. If you if you'll remember, if you guys will remember, he was the first guy in the front of this thing that did it. So the thought that but I'm with Matt from the perspective of uh because now Tennessee fans can say, and this is what's interesting about this portal. I was thinking about this today. Laura said, you talking to yourself? I said, yeah, I'm talking to myself. I-, I was in the annex of the studio today. She was around the corner. And she said, are you in there talking? I said, yeah, I'm talking to myself. And what I was saying is, man, this is really interesting. This portal thing with all this movement, they've made college football a 24-7. They didn't mean to do it. The courts drug them into this. But their sport is as interesting right now as it's ever been. John, 27 million people watched the playoff game the other day. They professionalized this thing, and it's exploded. I don't know whether that's cause or effect. I don't know whether those two things are related. I don't know whether that's purely coincidental. But for people who say, well, they've killed the sport, kill my show like that, please kill my career like that please Please. some people are
11: trying to do it tony i've heard some of the calls uh i think when you the problem was it was almost a knee-jerk reaction yeah the court rulings went against the ncaa and all that stuff the ncaa went into this just jumped into it okay willy-nilly didn't have a plan didn't think didn't plan ahead it was playing checkers instead of chess it wasn't looking Johnny ahead Jones. to what the next move should be uh what could happen i mean it was pretty obvious Yancy actually said you can't use this as a recruiting incentive <laughs> i mean how ludicrous was that of course it's going to be a recruiting incentive the first what do thing
8: you a&m did was form a um, was formed this term collective the, they were the first ones yeah. there and then, and, then, and, it, the, and then the other heavyweights jumped in. Look, Matt, just as a sake, and I'm not saying this to Matt, I'm saying this to anybody listening. This whole concept that you can't just up and leave because you've got a two year deal with somebody, you can leave anytime you want to. And oh, there's yeah. really not anything they can do about it. Here's the thing Well, somebody told me in the collective game what am I going to do? Chase a guy down and sue him? Do you want to be the school? that chases a guy down and sues him because he goes, to, or I want my money back. And then the kid goes to the press and says, hey, look, man, I, I'm just a poor guy from a poor family. I'm oppressed over here. I'm oppressed. These people are going to take me to court. Take my. I've already spent it. You, yeah. you want to be, seriously, you want to be that school? You, you think Lane Kinn yeah. and Matt wants Ole Miss to do that? If Quinshawn Junkins leaves, you think they're going to go chasing him down? I'm just asking. For his money, these guys have all. Of course not. Okay, so these guys have all the cards. These guys have all the cards. These guys have. Yeah, we already cards. know that. But
11: there's. I wonder about, and, and this never comes up anymore. Or even though we are dealing with quote student athletes, the academic ramifications here. Oh, John,
8: series. John, John. No,
11: I'm serious. John.
8: You it's as though dead. that that doesn't these guys even never, exist. These guys That's never not went. even a factor. They never went. First of all, these guys, most of them, never went to school, and these guys well, now today are really not going to school. Let's get real. Come on. Now. Okay.
11: Well, here's no. I am real about it, but it's just the oddity of it that the, it's still supposed to be college athletics. My point is, it's amateurism is gone. Gone. This is pro football yes. that twenty seven million people watch those semifinal games. Those were like those were like NFL playoff games. Mm-hmm. They're conference championship games. That's mm-hmm. what they were. Mm-hmm. And with more more teams in the playoff next year, that will continue. This is the world in which we live. But the NCAA could done a better job could have it should have been prepared for where this thing could go. That. It it needed legal advice. It needed a lot of advice. It needed a plan. But look at how they scheduled dates about when you can. So in December, you got the playoffs. You got people, championship, conference championship games, playoffs. You got recruits, recruiting, signing date. And you got, okay, jump into the portal. You can go wherever you want. It's total
8: chaos. It's good for your show, though. It's, Look at it. Up. It's great for their sport. It's like the NFL model, which is people talk about it 24-7. Sure. And the difference between college football and pro football is college football is actually interesting. Pro football is not. Pro football is barely interesting in its season. College football, at least you have this volatility to it. And you have all these crazy personalities. And, and you don't have any rules. Well, like that's the dang. NFL has all these I mean, rules. Like we they, don't even know what the Quinchon Junkins, like Matt saying, is that even real? Like how well, can that be real? Know. We don't even know we, whether that he's going to get like a special waiver and get into the portal now, or is he going to wait till the spring? Here's my question for you guys, and we'll go around the room. When we come back and then we'll take some calls. We're going to respond to that Junkins news because it's huge. It's huge. That's huge news. That's a guy. Ten, that's a team Tennessee will compete with, which is hard for me to say this out loud. For a playoff spot next year, that's a huge blow to Lane Kiffin's deal. If, if in fact they lose that kid, should the Vols get involved with him, or are they fine at running back? If you can add him, should they get him? We'll talk about it as we continue. It is the Thursday edition, and we have a mist. We have a mystery man that's in our um, in our room as well. As we continue after this. This is
10: Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7
6: WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
3: Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us.
2: Hi, it's Terry from Tillis Jewelry. Our customers know us for our one-of-a-kind custom jewelry. And this year, we've outdone ourselves with the TJ Collection Christmas Edition. Feast your eyes on the deco line, featuring a modern twist on the lovely art deco style. You won't be disappointed. We guarantee you'll love everything about the TJ Christmas Edition. Stop by Tillis Jewelry on Columbia Square, where the best
0: surprises come in small, beautifully wrapped packages. Happy Holidays from Tillis Jewelry.
7: Elevate your day at Old School Vapor. Check out our selection of disposables like Cato Bar, VHO, Raz, Lost Mary, Breeze, and more. Enjoy 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase and 20% off everything else. With every $20 Club 13 purchase, snag a chance to win a Rad Runner e-bike. And for Exodus lovers, every purchase gets you a ticket to win an Xbox Series S. Check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com.
6: This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. All right, so
8: we all have our, like, sources that we go to. And John Adams, who's presented by Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams, breaks it down scientifically. She's next move smoky He's next phone call, KnoxvilleNewsSentinel.com. John, you called one of your people and to clarify <laughs> and to clarify cuz i called one of my people and we both got something similar which is go ahead john oh i i thought you
11: were saying something i'm
8: sorry no you're fine you <laughs> kind of wandered off there mentally
11: so to speak but no i didn't i don't have people tony I called my friend and colleague, Adam Sparks, and he said he thought that this was a part of the recent court ruling that allowed players to transfer more than once. And it was a two-week time frame, and they extended it past the bowl, five days past the bowl. So I think this is real, and it's the uh, ultimate its the ultimate leverage. And you got a small window, and so – Go for the bucks right now. Here's your opportunity. So, yeah, so maybe the Quinshawn Judkins thing is very real.
8: So, Matt, back to this, right? So I make a call, and I find out a nugget in the midst of that while John's on the phone, and we were all in here. People on Twitter spaces heard this. There's like 150 people in our room right now. Because you hear the raw feed of the program. People tell me, God, it's the craziest way to listen to the show. I hear you guys during the break and all hell's breaking loose. Because we're trying to make sense of it. Because, I mean, God forbid, I, you know, we, John and I, we only make a living with this. And nobody knows. Nobody knows. Now, maybe shame on us for not knowing that. The Some addendum to a, to a court case that happened a couple of weeks ago up in West Virginia. Which, by the way, the Tennessee... Uh, Attorney General is one of the seven states that signed on to that. I do know that, but, I mean, what good does that get I me? Mean, I, I'd give me a cup of coffee maybe somewhere, uh, knowing that. But but here we go. We're back to this now. So I make a call, and I find out this. I find out this. Two things. First of all, this could come back and bite Tennessee. It's actually five business, five business days, which means Matt initially said, I think he got it. Austin Price had said Friday. I think that's correct, based on what the the source we just talked to, and, and then Adam. So it's five business days. What's interesting is this might bite Tennessee because Cheryl Mincy's let it be known that he's planning on entering the portal unless they pay him some money.
11: And he's got leverage, Tony. Tennessee can't afford to lose an experienced offensive lineman. I mean, he's got. He won't get Quinchon Judkins' money, but he could get some more money.
8: And this is and now. I'm back to this thing here. So Ole Miss to their fan base, right? They think this is my team because Brian Hartman has a line for this. He calls it pickup football, which is exactly what it is. It's pickup football. You know, I, I follow the spring leagues. Okay, the USFL, XFL. A couple years ago, the. I'm in some total degenerate. The Philadelphia Stars had a guy get hurt running back. They played their championship game, signed the guy off the streets, put him out there in a uniform and played him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that is what this is. Like Anthony goes to me, he goes, "And I was getting like really like emotionally involved in that game." And he goes, "What are you doing?" And I said, "Cheering on my team." He goes, "Why?" <laughs> And college football fans are soon going to be asking the same question, because, like Matt says, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're thinking, "Well, we got that guy for two years," until you realize it's not really a contract, not a contract. You you just simply guarantee that guy some money till the next time he leverages you for some more money. You know what I mean, John? Like that's not a You don't have a guy for two years. So, apparently, according to the person I talked to, the Ole Miss people kind of think that, wait for it, Mark and Uh Columbo, uh-oh, wait till Mark and Columbo, Matt, hears this. You think Mark and Columbo is going to take this kindly when he realizes that the impetus behind this whole thing and what's going on? To, why don't we uh, why don't we break the news together to Martin Colombo, Matt? Hugh Freeze, ladies and gentlemen, Reverend Freeze of the Jemby drum. Montreal, Canada. What year oh, would that? On. Have been? Oh, come What on. What, what year come would that on. have been, Matt, that he went up there and hit the drums with the African prayer candles and the Shaw? Not like 2015? Uh, um, like
9: 20, 20, 20, 20,
8: 2015. That's what you call thorough recruiting. Thorough. When you do your homework on a family, apparently Reverend Freeze has got his jemmy drum of cash out. And he's trying to pry this kid away. And Kyle Blackburn, who's just in here to hear the cussing behind the scenes in between breaks, reminded us all that that kid grew up, that Junkins kid grew up an Auburn fan.
10: Yeah. I... Hugh Freeze and Auburn did this last year. That's why Ole Miss had to pay over market value for it
0: last year.
11: You realize how annoying that music was?
9: What you going to do, put the drums on me now? The
10: other day he had it. Unless unless Jenkins is going to play quarterback for Auburn, that's... You know, you know, Hugh Freeze has bigger. Hugh Freeze needs to go get Caden Salter if he's, if he's worried about winning next year.
8: The thought I is he's already he going yeah. yeah, the thought is he's already going to get him. Can he make it in yeah. the SEC, Matt? Can Caden Salter play in this league? I mean, he was a a high level recruit. He was going to be at Tennessee. Yeah,
11: you know, I, I
10: think he's an SEC it. athlete. I don't know how, how much success he'll have there, but. Uh, yeah, he's definitely – I and mean, he's way, way too good to play at that level he was at, especially in
8: Chadwell's offense, which is really, really good.
11: He was uh, – he's a decided upgrade over Peyton Thorne.
8: Oh, my God, that poor Thorn guy in that bowl game. <laughs> wow. Hey, John, can you imagine being – one other question for you. <laughs> Can you imagine being Stop it. No, wait. Can you imagine Can you imagine being Jeremy Pruitt, Okay? And the whole wide world knows that you chose to be in the club with 50 Cent and and Gitmo. Club Gitmo instead of that quarterback that's out there at Washington. These guys reminded me when Pruitt got the job, he told that kid he needs to go find another place to play. Penix. He, he did. Went. He found a place.
9: <laughs>
8: Good I mean, him. what in the
9: world? He found a couple
11: places. These people
8: to play. are paid like four million dollars a year, he was. Our guy's making well, ten he million. Went to, he went to Indiana. It's
10: it's not like there are exactly, other programs that, beating down the game. That's
9: exactly right, Matt. And Adrian
10: Martinez was the higher ranked quarterback recruit in that signing class that Tennessee had. I mean, they told him to go elsewhere too, and that actually worked out well. And
8: Adrian but. Martinez was a gitmo guy. He
9: looked yeah, just he like was, the club. You were a yeah. uh, He was if a clubby.
8: We refer to someone,
11: an expert, as a guru. What would be the opposite of guru? Because that's what Jeremy Pruitt was for quarterbacks.
8: Like me. Let's go to the phones. This thing is such a freaking mess. A gump. This thing is such a freaking <laughs> mess, man. So now you've got a five day window, and now we've got to watch Mincy. And Ole Miss is watching Jotkins. And it would be nice to know these things, you know, for all of offensive, offensive Gump, Jeremy Pruitt. I like that, Matt. It works. To, to the phones we go. Hello and welcome in to our next call. Yeah, Gump was offensive. You're on sure. the air. Hello. It could flat out run, though. Hey, Tony. Yo. This is VFL Swag. What's up, brother? How you doing? A.K.A. Rapper and the rapper andy i gotta I have to clarify something you sent me a private message on yes, Facebook the other day and i I misquoted I misquoted I thought that was the father of uh, Nico telling you that you needed to work on your uh, on your kind of your delivery I thought he was coaching you up he said he liked your lyrics you sent me that that's he said he...
0: Actually a music
8: producer oh that was not the father of uh, uh, no. um, of Nico. Okay.
0: No. Andy do you have a contract
11: right Nick. now?
8: A music
0: contract? He's coach Nick. Um Oh Nick. He don't that that's uh that's where if I got you copy in that that name that I sent you, Kwana Debate.
8: Kwana Debate.
0: That is a music producer out of Texas that has been coming to Tennessee and produced Run Up Church's album Blue. Team. Wow, really? And he is producing Blue Jeans 2, which is, um, there's only one single that's come out, uh, I think it came out two days ago, that Brack, uh, Braxton Music uh, collabed with him on it. I right. But he is one of the most upcoming music producers in the game right now. Hang
8: on, i got to ask, because um, Kyle's in the room right now, and Kyle's got that swag. And street cred. It's just,
0: uh... Kyle, what's this gentleman's a, I name think it's again? A
8: God's blessing. What's this gentleman's blessing. What's this gentleman's name again? Give me his name, Andy. It's Kalana DeBeat. Kalana DeBeat. Uh, Kyle, are you familiar in your neck of the woods with Kalana DeBeat?
9: I'm not sure where you think my neck of the woods are, but no. <laughs>
0: but if you if anybody looks him up, he is legit he um like i said he's getting right re- up church get ready to put out blue jeans 2, which is he has already said that it is going to be one of the best albums that he has ever put out um how he met Kalana, kalana was through the B- Luce. And um, that is Ryan Upchurch's Britcake. um videographer no, Brit, guy and he's originally from uh. Texas. And they crossed each other last year and Ryan Upchurch had him come back to Tennessee about four weeks ago.
8: <laughs> A- 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 and A- they've uh, been
0: working on this album. So. I do
8: have to I do have to ask you something. Okay. So I I, I didn't mean to make it like you were having a special communique with nico's family but i know you've known those people do you know them do you uh, know them pretty uh... uh
0: yeah i mean yeah I, I um i first met them uh when uh nico came to farragut um you know last year and uh they're just great people the whole family's great they absolutely um are loving Nico at Tennessee. Nice. Um, they're just very soft spoken people. They're very humble people. Um, they've given you love from I day mean, one.
8: That, that shot of you and Nico down there, uh, on and the and Farragut high school to, will I never, when you were, when you were, um, uh, freestyling, that'll never be forgotten by this living fan, Andy ever. Uh, you know,
0: uh, it was just, uh, it was just a lot of fun, and, uh, you know, Coach Landers as well, um, he, um, he was down there as well, that's Nico's uncle, and, uh, they just showed a lot of love, and I just, I just had the blast, I did, and, uh, I'm just happy for Nico, um, I know how much work he's put in, if anybody knows, really knows, like, about Team Toa and Coach Nick and how hard Nick is on Nico and how much he wants him to be great. And then, you know, of course, Madden as well. Um, you know, it's just they eat, sleep, breathe sports. That's all they do. Um, if, if you uh, you've ever seen Nick, you know, how he trains his kids, he don't mess around. He does not let them slack. Um he just he wants them to be great. So I feel that Nico is beyond years than most quarterbacks next year in the SEC and any other yep. you know division.
8: I I'll tell you what impressed uh, me about him, Andy, and this won't surprise you, but he didn't point to himself one time he when they when he scored a touchdown he didn't do one celebration he didn't do any of this look at me stuff that some of these people do that was extremely impressive for a young kid to include his teammates in his jubilation i and and, and Watson Brown pointed that out yesterday
11: well um, you know that's hey andy cool. you you brought up this music producer oh boy and and i'm not sure on uh, i didn't quite understand on this Is he he possibly going to work with you and and maybe produce a a future rap album for you? Uh,
0: We we have we have talked. It 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 could be a possibility, but he knows as of right now, I'm not ready for that. Like I feel that I'm nowhere at the you know the speed the delivery and at that type. To yep. you know, really produce something yet? Now, this well, I'm not a, I'm not an
11: expert on it, but I thought you were pretty ready the last time I heard you rap on it. Well, that was against Florida.
8: I mean, come
0: on. Well, man. when it, he told me that the lyrics were great, yep. So I was just it made me feel good, and I knew like I got to keep working at it. And that, so that's what the this off season I'm going to get in uh, some studio time and uh, just try to work at it and then you know i feel in maybe two years then maybe that might be when i feel that i'm you know ready to possibly you know put something out you know just i don't want a music career i don't but i would like to put some type of like tennessee song out you know and just have fun with it
8: well you're you're Uh, you're very much a part of the of the tennessee experience right now i would have to say your lyric sheet from what you wrote before the bowl game, was tremendous, man. Um, I, I shared it with my son. Well, I appreciate uh, and, it. And 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 he sent it on. Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you. He sent it on to a couple of his friends. Uh, Zach Lawson's a big fan of yours over in the north side. He could probably bankroll. Zach's got some dough. He could probably bankroll you uh, at some point when you're ready to make that move. Remember that name, Zach Lawson. Um, but um, you know, he's a big backer of yours, man. Andy, so I, th- I, just, I think you should do a rap song on Nico. You could call Nick the Freak.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's possible, or, you know, or like I said, Nico, he going to oh, run a casino, you know, make a tenfold, You know what? Because he's really going to take their souls. But um, everybody it's needs a great to line. check out Nico's apparel line as well. Yep. Um, his, now, everybody, I don't know if they know this or not, yep. but... His family actually makes those. It's Nico's mom's sister, Marlena Fadu. She makes those by hand.
8: Wow, that's cool.
0: Yeah, so, you know, there's also other styles as well that you can order um, from her page. Um, basically, any color you want, she can do it. So,
11: Excuse me, Andy, um, but can you spell her name
0: uh, I think it's M-A-R-L-E-N-N-A, and then F-I-D-O-O.
8: S-I-C-O-O? S-I-D-O-O. S-I-D-O-O. S-I-D, as in... Uh, D as in danger. dog? Dan- danger. danger. It,
0: it sounds like Fidoo. I don't know how it's pronounced, but it's like okay. F-I-D-O-O.
8: You know, um, Andy, you happen to be the man... Much love to you. A little bit. Can you give a, Can you give us a little bit of that track? I mean, I know it's a little dated, but you know, it turned out that a lot of what you said in that thing was prophetic, as you laid it down, not on wax, but you laid it down anyway. Do you? Uh, would you like to give me a little bit of that? And I'll give you a little accompanying beat with it. Which, which track you talking about? Whichever you feel like doing, man. This is uh, this is art, and I, I want you to take go where your inspiration takes you. I, As a great Jeremy Pearl once said. And Nick Saban. I. Let me know when you're going to start because I want to give you a little I said uh, a <laughs> Anytime you're ready. Oh, like you
0: want the one that I, like I just did?
8: Yeah, let's bust it. The one that Zach okay. Lawson went over the top on. Yep. Alright, Go. All right, ready.
0: No love, no love for them balls to come up with respect down here in these palm trees. We don't come in peace. We ready to feast, flexing and bring the blood. We ready for a war. We ready to score. We have no mercy for you. We think that you get taken to school. After today, you're going to feel like <laughs> a fool. Like you in a pool of blood <laughs> You're at the litre school ah! Nico gonna rip you from his soul He only got one goal That's to make you fold and get that belt And put, take that gold and put it around your waist And take his place Nico gonna drop some bombs and dimes And let him fly in the sky Watch squirrel go after it And catch it in midair Ah, well, you have nothing to spare Run and back. Racks on racks, gonna run wild and angry and drag you like a bag of ocean sand that will make the O lines grab you with the hand.
12: This is Coach Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee.
11: The traditional first-year anniversary gift is
14: paper.
6: Yay! Envelopes.
14: The traditional 10-year anniversary gift is tin or aluminum.
2: Are there sardines in here?
5: And the
14: 20-year anniversary gift is the chance to win up to a million dollars.
2: Now that's
0: what I'm talking about.
9: It's our anniversary, but we thought about what you'd want. The new
14: 20th anniversary Jumbo Bucks Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
2: And now for today's winning Cash 3 and Cash 4 numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number They're
11: only lucky numbers if you decide to play them.
9: Cash 3 and Cash 4, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
14: This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today, I'm with Miles Johnson, your hometown grocer at Foodland in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee. And as always, every Wednesday, Foodland puts out a new flyer with new specials. They run from Wednesday to Tuesday. Miles, what are the specials this week? Well, this week we have assorted pork chops for $1.69 a pound, chuck roast for $5.49 a pound, green cabbage for $0.59 a pound, Yoplait yogurt, two for a dollar, Food Club soft drink, two liters, $0.99, and Coca-Cola six-packs, $4.99. All right, folks, Foodland, your hometown grocery store with your hometown grocer, Miles Johnson, in downtown Columbia, Tennessee, and guys who grill, Foodland's meat department is known as the best in the county. Miles, have a great week. You too, thank you.
11: jack cobb with murray county public schools and the big yellow school bus you're listening to front Porch
8: radio on 101.7 wkom in columbia tennessee he be back with you 865-200-5402 we've during the timeout basking in the glow of the work that andy just did on here um and we're back with you it's hour two john adams in the house today, in the flesh, breaking it down scientifically. Kyle got a word in edgewise, though he didn't want to, but I had to call on him for his, for his knowledge of the rap game and the beat tacticians that are out there, the beat tacticians that roam the planet. Let's go back to our TLD Logistics phone line. John Adams is presented by Jennifer Morris over at Keller Williams. Yo, yo, yo. Next move, SmokyMountains.com on a cold, wintry day. Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia and up in my area where I came from, they're expecting their first snowfall in over two years there. They've had a little bit of a drought, you could say, with snow. I asked a couple family members, have you missed it? And they said, are you kidding me? To the phones we go. And we'll get our next call in. Hello and welcome in on a day where Quinshawn Junkins looks like he's entering the transfer portal according to Matt Zenitz over at 247. And there apparently there's a five day window now, which will close tomorrow. So really wonderful. You gotta, you gotta love college football in, in, uh, in this era we're living in here. Make it up as you go along. Hello and welcome into our next call.
5: Oh, Tony B. John Adams, Brian, it's Richard. What's up, Richard? How you doing? Hey, man, nothing like following the great Andy there, right? So dropping a beat for me there. So, uh, love it. Uh, But, uh, no, man, i tell you what, man. Uh, First of all, Tony, I I didn't – been a tough week this week. One thing I didn't bring out when we talked uh, after the UT Iowa game, my dad passed away this week. So it's been one of those tough weeks, man. Um, well sorry so sorry about that and, richard yeah been been tough man but uh especially that that monday it was tough but uh uh i i know that uh you know we're family here and i know we we all share our, our struggles sometimes and in, in life as well and i know you guys always have our backs and in, in prayers and stuff so I always appreciate that The tony basilio family is just that so but uh hey talking a little um Tony, about how you know, this push on junk. It kind of changed what uh, what I want to talk about. First of all, you you look at this this uh, kid and the talent that he is. Uh, he is looking now at Ole Miss and he's telling Ole Miss, "I am the straw that stirs uh, the drink." Um, he is that elite of a talent at running back, and he's watched Lane Kiffin go out and bring in. Uh, Walter Nolan and Tyler Brown, and they're paying, them, paying these guys all this money, and he's sitting there going, but I'm I'm the standard of this offense and of this team these last two years. And, yes, it could be tampering going on behind the scenes and somebody else wanting them. Absolutely. So I don't blame him. Uh, you know, if he's sitting back going, where's mine, and you're paying these guys who have done nothing for this team all this money, uh That's the reality we're going to always live in, right? I mean, if you got guys on your own team that have been doing it day in and day out for years, of course they're going to want their share um, versus others. And uh, as far as the question goes, if if I'm Tennessee and this was true and he would consider coming to Knoxville even though you would lose a player, uh, absolutely. Tony, this kind of running back in Tennessee's offense, look what Jalen Wright did. Chris Sean Junkins is is at another level running the football in between the tackles and his explosiveness than Jalen. And so he makes everybody better. He makes your outside receivers better, your tight ends better, because every safety and linebacker has to have their eyes on him in between the tackles. And all of a sudden, with Nico in that home, man.
8: You'd be unstoppable, um, wouldn't you, Richard? And by the way, I just didn't step away. My condolences on the passing, of your father. I don't care how what age you are. Uh, when you lose a parent, it is uh, brutal. I, I just and so God's blessings to you um, and and anybody suffering loss at the holiday season. God bless. God bless you, man. But on, on Junkins, I can just close my eyes and see how great he would be in Tennessee's offense, Richard. Unbelievable.
5: Tony, fifteen hundred yards rushing is what he could do in this oh. offense. With with what Nico is going to oh. have with his receivers, because all of a sudden, again, you have to you have to play the tackle box with your safeties, which now gives mm. every wide receiver and tight end one on one situations. And then with Nico's running ability as well, what what we just saw in against Iowa and his quickness. I mean, the guy's quickness with the ball himself. Um, Tony, it makes every part of the field just wide open. And uh, so, absolutely, he would definitely, if he would consider coming there, he'd be worth what we could give him for next year. That That's your one-year rental that helps take you to another level with your offense.
8: Wow. I wonder. I wonder how much. You guys think he'll get interest if he gets in that portal? If Ole Miss lets him get in that portal, I wonder what that, what he could get that price to go to. John, here's the other thing about this deal with the SEC. Now, we know these schools have boosters that are nuts. These boosters are going to drive the prices up for these players. They're gonna—it's going to be astronomical, Richard, before it's over, because they're going to try to get the other guy to spend. It's not—it's not just the SEC, though, Tony.
11: You think Ohio State won't won't put in a bid on this guy? Well, they're always looking for more talent.
8: Mark and Colombo had a great point. He said, "Living up here." What would Nico, if Nico got into that market, what would an Ohio State pay Nico $3 million a year? Probably. Yeah.
6: Well, I, think, thing. When,
8: I think Judkins can get and $2 And be worth every penny and more. And he'd be worth every penny. That's the point.
5: Well, I mean, because look at Georgia. Georgia, with all the running backs on the roster, and what did they do? They went and got the best one in the portal from Florida, EDM. There you because go. Because he makes their team better. Um, so, you know, you didn't see Kirby stand back when I, Hey, I can get this guy to be my running back next year. Uh, so uh, absolutely, I mean, if you can get in the bidding war for him, he just made himself a lot of money. So now it comes for Kiffin and them. How much have you overpaid for all these other guys yeah. and how much do you got left in how the coffers? To pay them? That's right. So, yeah, but I
11: think Ole Miss fans can can taste that playoff right now. That's where Ole you Miss will go, be absolutely. ranked to the top five in preseason polls. And, I, and so I think the people with money will be willing to spend and invest in that. It's kind of a one-year deal. Let's go for it. I, th- I think Ole Miss is going to come up with more money for Judkins.
8: But Tennessee's in that window, too. Tennessee's in a two-year let's-go-for-it window right now. You, we've been in the wilderness. Brian just said twenty five years ago was our national championship. That was our was that our last conference championship, too, guys, or am I imagining that?
9: Yes. Twenty five. Yeah, they played in the conference championship game like three times since.
5: Twenty
8: five years here. You got to try to do that to not win your league in twenty five years here.
5: Well, I just I just hope we're we're swimming. Um, we we're, we're working behind the scenes for a big time offensive guard to come in because I, we really need someone in that left guard spot um, next year. And I, I hope there's I hope that's in the pipeline. Works right now, Tony. Uh, yeah, they
8: love this Lang kid. They think he can play guard. Oh, yeah. but yeah. but but I'm I'm not going to hand him a job in day one unless he's exemplary.
5: Oh no, you're talking redshirt freshman kid versus someone who's who's done it. Uh, so yeah, I mean What if Mency goes what
8: if Menzie's agitating behind the scenes? What are you gonna do there, Richard? Are you gonna tell him to
5: walk? Well, I I guess I'm kinda of like John. If I don't have anybody to replace him right now, then you've gotta pay him because you want that experience at the SEC level um in your tackles. And with Campbell coming back and if you got him coming back, you got two guys that started a lot of football games in the SEC and know what to expect and knows your system. And and just that camaraderie of your offensive line speaks uh, volumes to what you want going into a uh uh twenty twenty four with Nico and, and everything. So yeah, I think uh he's got definitely got leverage.
8: Thank you, brother. Good talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know what's interesting about this era, guys? John, which was different than when we first started covering this? There were a lot of secrets when we first started covering this. There are no secrets now. That social media deal, you think about this for a second, right? You used to be able to talk to a player on your (laughs) roster, recruit his replacement, and lie to him. That's how it used to be. Mincy watched Tennessee try to get his his replacement in real time. He watched that. We were hearing at the time, if the kid that ended up at Colorado, Seton, would have committed here, Mincy was going to go into the portal. And now Mincy, a month later, apparently, is gonna, might take the opportunity here on this five-day window and say, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna do it anyway, unless you guys compensate me." There's here's the
11: thing too, when particularly say in the offensive line, yeah, if you bring it. It's different at running back. It's even different at quarterback because we think of the offensive line as a unit, as a group. They're kind of all working together. They all toil in anonymity for the most part. And if you pay a lot for an offensive lineman, you need to be prepared, I guess, to pay all the offensive linemen. I, I mean, remember, you, you've got – there's going to be – think about this. There will be even more leverage – in May, that's your last shot. If somebody enters
8: the portal in May, what are you going to do? Well, I was told on the wide receiver thing yesterday the Tennessee's decided that we're going to get a long look at our young wide receivers in, in spring ball to make a determination on whether or not we need to go get an over-the-top guy to play that high the- slot where you attack, attack a safety with them. Because that person might be on your roster and might be, you know, again, hiding in plain sight, like Jalen Hyatt was. Matt, is there a candidate, can you think of a candidate on Tennessee's current roster who that could be? That wide receiver?
10: Uh, probably Dante Thornton, if he comes back healthy. He can, he's can. he got the speed, to, the speed, the ability, really, and he's got the size to play in this league. Now, he's an outside guy, so it would be more the Javante Payton, you know, over-the-top stuff, but... Uh, Dante Thornton would probably be my my best guess at who that could be on the roster, and he he was the exact guy that you're talking about. wanting that you're debate that we've been debating whether you want Tennessee to go get is to go get this year's Dante Thornton. You know, because that he was the shiny object last year, and you know it, it takes it takes a year at least to get get it situated in this offense. It was obvious Thornton. Was really kind of lost when he was playing inside in the slot. And they moved him outside and he started catching balls better and he knew where to go. So, uh, you know, uh, that second year, I, you know, Hyatt took the, a huge jump that second year. Uh, and hopefully Thornton can take, I mean, nowhere near that, but at least the, a jump to be a, a quality SEC receiver.
8: People I talk to love this Matthews guy and they love Staley. But here's the thing. And Watson was saying this yesterday. It's a really hard offense on a young receiver because some offenses are you just run a route. And it's, you know, it's your skill. And then you got to work on your technique and this and that. This offense is you've got to read in space which route am I going to run off this route. And you have to read what's going on in a secondary. Which... You know, a little more thought for the average bear, and it takes, uh, it takes a hot minute to pick it up. Like Matt was talking about Thornton, who's a veteran player, who was kind of having trouble picking those concepts up. Like, we saw that in real time. So you, as a youngster, would have to have an exemplary football IQ, it would seem. Because once you get out there on a field, you know, and it's going very fast, and you're a young kid, it's going to take a while. So... Let's go back to our phones. I just wanted to enter that. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't mean somebody can't do it. I know they've had some freshmen. I guess there has been examples of freshmen who have been productive. Is that right? Since Heiple's been here, can we think of any true freshmen?
9: Can we think of but, any? I'm assuming no. I but
8: help
11: I, help here. in preseason, the coaches talked about Dante Thornton. Uh, made him out to be a world beater, but he couldn't. And- Never hinted at the possibility that he was not he was slow
8: progressing into the system. They made no, it sound Samson like, was he's ready to go. Anybody got Samson it?
9: Samson was sort of productive as a true freshman, no, I
8: no, think. No, no, no. I'm talking about wide receivers. I need a I need a I need I a I mean
10: score white had a decent had decent yeah. numbers his freshman year, but I mean he, he, had, he played
8: a reserve role. He had a great game in the orange bowl of his freshman year. Back to the phones we go. So I don't know how how uh, realistic that is. Maybe it is. To the phones we go, let's get our next call in on a day where Quinshaw Junkins is shocking, and I mean shocking, the college football world. Matt Zenitz of 247 reporting he's entering the portal. And the question becomes, should the Vols get involved with him? Hello and welcome into our next call. How you doing, Tony? And I'm sure this person has a a read on that. How you doing, brother?
12: I'm doing okay. I'm gonna give my how to succeed in being stupid award to the owner of the Carolina Panthers, David Tepper. Oh way to go, David. Dump dump a drink on a on an opposing team a fan of an opposing
0: team.
8: Yeah. So so Jerry Richardson got like me too out of the deal, right? They they cancelled him. And then this guy here, Tepper is challenging jimmy haslam for the well jimmy haslam they've fallen forward he paid that quarterback all that money that kid from clemson and now he's winning with a guy 44 years old just out of nowhere tepper i think could be the worst owner in the nfl right now he that that franchise is a living breathing embarrassment since he took it over that carolina panther franchise that's incredible man Titans Bill, I just want to compliment you on—you
11: have a way of just sort of, you know, studying the show as it co- as goes along yeah. and what's a hot topic and just kind of blending right in. He really does. appreciate he that. really does.
8: He Titans Bill's got that thing, John, where it's seamless. And if it's not, if he changes the subject, it's something related to what we're yeah. discussing.
11: Yeah, like I thought, man. I was thinking about Quinshot and Judkins, and then I was thinking about that. The Panthers owner, like, <laughs> yeah, he kind of reminds me of that guy throwing. Yeah.
8: And then Titans Bill picked up on it.
9: They look like great. maybe they, look like uh, they maybe could be the related. Panthers might be the ones who draft Judkins. Uh, there you
8: go. One in one th- That th- could improve their team. One in thirty-two shot on that, bro.
12: And another, and, a, and another thing I want to discuss on, in case you didn't hear, there's a bit of bad blood brewing between Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers.
8: Well, no, I'm not gonna do that, but I will I'm gonna get into some bad blood. I thought now you now you just you just um you just me or whatever you did. You, you you swerved me. You didn't audible me, you swerved me. What's this thing with Will Levis calling out Tennessee fans yesterday, Matt, that are Titan fans? Don't get on my wagon. We don't need you on my. what is he talking about? Are there Titan fans out there? that are Tennessee fans that are holding it against Will Levis, that he played at Kentucky? What what are we doing? That can't be so, right? Like, Brian, in the NFL, do you pay attention when a guy puts a Jag uniform on to where they played college football? Once they put that uniform on, Bri?
9: I pay more attention to how they can help them win. That's all you care about. And... I think a lot of it is the fact that a lot of those fans wanted them to draft Hendon Hooker, and so that kind of brought the Tennessee versus Kentucky thing into play. That's just my thought. I don't know if that's true, but it's just a theory if I if have. If those
8: two guys were NFL stocks, and I'm not hot-taking here. I'm not. And I'm not trying to be controversial. I know Hendon Hooker's loved and appreciated and all that. Those are two different games. I'm taking Will Levis seven days out of seven over Hendon Hooker. Seven out of seven. Okay.
9: Well, I'll take for the NFL game. Hooker in Tennessee's offense under high school. Not what, over we're Levis tra- not what we're talking about. Stone Age offense. That- not,
8: not what we're talking about. Yeah. But if in I'm, the NFL, if I'm playing in the NFL and I'm trying to win at that level, I am taking Will Levis seven days out of seven. Seven out. Now, see, I could pander and lie to you, but I'm not going to lie to you. And I don't understand what. What what are people on Will Levis about Titans, Bill? And are you one of them? Are you one of these people that have been chirping no, in his ear?
12: No, I'm not, Tony. Well, then, no, what is I'm this not. about?
8: I want to know what this is about. You always bring the Titans up. I, I want to let's lay this bare here. Let's talk this out.
12: First of all, I thought the Titans did a good thing by drafting him, and of course, I had a debate with you on it, and you thought that the Titans made a big mistake by drafting him. <laughs> because you, I just felt, wonder if, you felt like, Tony, they should have went after Hendon Hooker. No, I did, did not say
8: Hendon
9: Hooker. No, I did not, Bill.
8: No, I, I do the wonder about whether the
9: focus on, is in the right place if you're worried about what fans are doing and whose fans in college are rooting for you. John, that's
8: not quarterback behavior, is it, in the NFL, to be chirping about that, to be chirping about the va fans are on me, or is it? Or is it just a different? Well,
11: thing? you know what? It depends on the person. Aaron Rodgers doesn't exhibit quarterback
8: behavior oh, a, a lot of times. And He's an idiot.
11: Hardly anybody throws the ball any better than he has through his career. Total idiot.
8: He's a complete idiot. His own family? Scott- Don't even like him. I mean, the guy's a total idiot. Well, but I,
11: I wouldn't judge Aaron Rodgers. What do you know the rest of the family is like? Are you a big fan of Jordan Rodgers? I am a big
8: fan. Yeah, he sounds like Chris Burke on the air. I'm a big fan of him. I like his hair. Billy he's, any- very, he's very analytical. I mean, he does watch a lot of video. Billy, anything else for us?
12: Okay. <laughs> Tony, all this rumor talk about Mike Frabel leaving, there's no truth to that. He's really I don't know about
8: that, Bill. Hey, Bill? Hey, Bill? Hey, Bill? I don't know about that, and I'll tell you why. There's some rumors in Philly. That the Phillies are going to the Phillies, the Eagles are going to fire <laughs> Nick Seriani. and they're going to replace him with whom? Bill, let's see how good you are. How about that's the guy good. in New that's England?
12: First I've heard of that.
8: The guy in New England, Billy.
12: Oh, Bill Bellich, yeah. The
8: Eagles are wanting to fire Sirianni. Yes, uh, that's the rumors in Philly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm.
12: hmm. Interesting.
8: The way it works in the NFL is they don't care. They change coaches like they're changing socks. At these You franchises. can you can be assured it right after the end of the regular season, there are going to be seven guys. Seven don't. guys. And, and you know what, John? You can be on top one minute. Doug uh, oh, yeah. Peterson got fired two years after going to the Super Bowl. See ya, or three years. See ya, winning the Super Bowl, winning. The Super Bowl,
9: You know, See ya. and Harbaugh's probably going to get hired immediately after they hoist the cho- trophy if they do. They'll have an NFL job by the end of the week. John, are they hoisting the trophy? No.
8: No? Washington will beat them.
9: I just think Michigan will have Michigan will beat them more up. trouble scoring enough points against Washington than Washington will have scoring against Michigan. Hey, I hey, think Washington can score them.
8: Hey, guys, I got bad news for you. They're going to do exactly to Alabama what they did to them. They're going to maul them at the line of scrimmage. Maul. As I Washington, you, like, has, I
11: Washington has a far better
9: offensive
8: line than Alabama. Yeah, maul, I, I think that'll be easier
9: said than done.
8: M-A-L-L. Maul, right, Billy? Right. Right. Bill, on the way out, and there is a way out, what is the way out here?
12: <laughs> well, I've added a few more... I've added a few more celebrities to my women of color list.
8: All right, let's hear them.
12: And I've took Jennifer Hudson.
8: <laughs> Who?
12: Jennifer Hudson.
8: Where's Kyle? I got okay. Kyle back in here to judge us. Go ahead. Kyle left us.
12: Who and else, Bill? One. And another one, Sherry Shepard.
8: Sherry Shepard and, and Jennifer Hudson. All right, give me your updated job. Let's have your updated list. Hit it.
12: Okay, I've taken Tiffany Haddish off my number one list. All right. And it's now Kyle Blackburn's mother, Ann Holt. There's two There's two number ones that are on my women of color, Mount Rushmore. John,
8: if you were Kyle Blackburn, who was just in the room, and he was giving your mom the nod for number one, would you be flattered or wanting to fight this guy? Which one?
11: I, I think... Bill is a highly likable figure. So even if that were uh, Cal's initial response, it's a wait a minute. We're talking about Titans Bill here. Let's see it for what it
8: is. It's entertainment. Yeah. It's art. And he'd let it go. Well, we've had two artists here, uh, 45 minutes or so apart, which is what makes the show different because we give you the news, weather, traffic, and the sports. And, and what we've done here is you, you had a guy at the height of his powers in the rap game. Now you have a guy ranking his women of color, and he's like a 70-year-old white guy. But go ahead, uh, Bill. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But wait a minute. Okay. Titans,
11: Bill, did did you happen to hear uh, Andy's The Rapper's rap? I thought it was no, the he best he'd ever done. Did you hear that? No, he didn't I hear
12: liked, I liked it. It was pretty good.
9: Okay. Thank you. He sounds
11: the really- two
12: would be tight for number one. I have two number ones, of course: Ann Holt and Edie Ellis. Number two: Karan Moore. Number three: Jennifer Williams. Number four: Anthony Anthony Williams. In case if you're not familiar with her, John Adams.
11: I'm not. She What's her name
8: again? Ebony Williams. Continue. John. Oh, I thought you said Anthony, and I was really getting confused. Well, that's 2024. Anything's possible.
12: Yeah, Tiffany but... Williams she hosts a show that's on uh, CW12
8: 20 give me your fifth one you're wearing me out Jeez. So your,
12: my fifth one would probably be um, Jennifer Williams okay
8: you're out of here Timothy Williams this good <sighs> I mean that was that was hard to follow John did you ever meet Edie Ellis in your travels no very good uh Channel yeah 10 back in the I agree, late, back in the 90s very demure very classy does this Bill,
11: when he makes out this list does he exhibit it any thought? Is, it, is there any sense of permanence to it I mean does he no. is it like this is my top list for 2023 and no. now I've got one for 24 or no. can you just make the list at any time it's like
9: yeah it's like is it, a His Mount Rushmore needs, like, a whole mountain chain that stretches across four states.
10: His Mount Rushmore is the entire Appalachian Trail.
8: He gave, John, his Mount Rushmore one day, and he gave us, like, 16 names, and that's when Bino said that to him. Bino said it stretches from Maine to Pennsylvania, or Maine to Florida. Let's go back to the phones and get our next call in. Hello and welcome. Hey, Tony.
15: How you doing?
8: Hey, how you doing?
15: Hey, what's up, man? Uh... I do want to talk to you. Have you heard some of the uh, nicknames for uh, Nico?
8: Give me some Nick- Nico nicknames because we've got to come up with a nickname for Nico. All right. They got uh,
15: Nico Suave. I know you heard that one. Which I like. Nico Suave. Right. They got Ocho Nico.
8: I like that. Yeah. I like Ocho Nico because he's got his $8 million. Yep. All right.
15: They got uh, the Samoan swinger, and he's number eight.
8: And he's number eight. Thank you, uh, thank you, uh, Matt. Ocho, Ocho, say that again. What's his name? Ocho what? Ocho Nico. Ocho Nico. That's very good. All right. They got the Samoan Swinger. Okay. We used to have a guy named the Throwin' Samoan back in the day, Jack Thompson. Who played where, John? In Washington or Washington State. The Throwin' Samoan. Thought he played at Illinois. But anyway, go ahead. He was at Washington. Then Maybe got, transferred. Maybe they entered the portal after the first couple of months. He was on campus. Continue. I'm sorry. All right, and then they got the last one, uh, the
15: Polynesian Peyton.
8: Polynesian what? Peyton. Peyton. Yeah. Uh, no. I want him to have his own identity. Out of all those, yeah. I'm going to go with Ocho
9: Nico as my. Yeah, I, yeah, ju- yeah, I would. I would just call it. You got to make I, nickname. Uh, Polynesian Peyton has a nice ring to it, though. It takes too long to say it. I would just Plum call him Frico he because
11: know. he's a freak athlete. That's I would call Hello, him Frico. I like
9: Freako. Freako is very good.
8: Yeah, but uh, speaking
15: on that topic, um, our, our, you know, with this transfer portal stuff going on, and everything are we are we putting kind of putting our eggs, putting all our eggs in the basket with him? Because, like I said, anything anything can really happen in the season. Like we've seen what we happened with Aaron Rodgers this year with the Jets. Yep. We see what happened to Jordan Travis. Yep. we see what happened to pretty, pretty many other. We see what happened to other quarterbacks. So are we just we can't I, like I mean if, if something were to happen, you know, knock on Wood, of course, he's a generation. He's a starter for next year. We know that. But as far as emergency, like are we really trusting Gaston more, or the, the new freshman coming in, or should we go ahead and go get a new transfer quarterback? Because I see Oregon. They then they get two quarterbacks at the transfer, two top notch quarterbacks at the transfer portal.
8: Tennessee just uh, in this class just added a very good uh, quarterback, and then McIntyre's is coming next year. So the Vols are covering their flanks, so to speak. I don't think you have anything to worry about with Nico personally.
15: Well, yeah, I know as far as skill. Well, I'm just saying, you know, you, you never – Guy can
8: get hurt. He, yeah, I know he, Guy's little, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah I, I agree yeah. with that. His side concerns me. With
11: backup, Tony, I think they need to give the backup more reps early. They didn't do
8: that with Nico. I'll tell you what. Good luck with that. With this head coach, I'm gonna wish you luck. Well, they'll, they'll
10: blow a lot more teams out going forward though. They'll have the opportunity to do that. They did it with and Hooker last year.
8: Good luck, guys.
15: Well, uh, so with this question on Jokins, like should we go ahead and put uh, go ahead and go after him like well, what do you what do you think that would uh, cuz who do we have as our running backs next year? We had, we got had Selden and Sanche, right? Yeah, we, we have Selden. Right if, if San
8: if, if- we could call Sampson seldom Sampson because seldom was he going to throw a block back
9: there. Yeah, and, and yeah, he, uh, so he, that's the, the seldom that's Sampson backfield. backfield. I, I think he did spring. He did block the uh, on on Nico's first TD run. He did throw a block, sort of downfield. Oh, he did.
11: It's it's pass protection where he's a unbelievable.
9: Yeah. He refuses. He's kind to of small. He is kind of diminutive. So I mean, that, I don't know if that's. Reason or excuse, you can't but.
8: get in the way of a linebacker that's blitzing straight up the middle. I've never seen that on a football field. Just refuse to touch a guy. Are you kidding? He well, was I mean, focused on the route. It. Yeah,
9: he was. I mean, I just well, that's just, get that's get just get him not him him having enough reps way. between you know being a third stringer.
10: No, that's instinct. Should instinct should be in Matt. there, Don. Yeah. Come on, thank you, man. He was already past the lineman. And he, you're the only guy between him and the
8: quarterback. I mean, you got
10: I, it. You can't you can't let him get a free shot at him.
8: Brian, go ahead, Matt. Doesn't no matter
10: how much how much you played.
8: AZ, AZ, um Matt's got a question for you. Go ahead, Matt. No, I I no, I was just saying if if you go if you go after
10: the Jenkins, you also you know, you run the risk of, of Samson or or Selden, maybe both, you know, leaving. I mean Samson's waited two years and I know fans don't Think about stuff like that, but you have to manage. Like these guys, you know, these aren't video game players. Like they all are, you know, have feelings and and want to play. And you can't, you know, that's, that would just be what I would add. And I, I mean, I don't think Tennessee will be in it for Jenkins at all. I think it's Ole Miss or Auburn.
8: And by the way, uh, what did you think of Rapper Andy's game today, Zakai? You're a young man. Uh, I mean, can I tell the truth? No. You don't want me to tell the truth? Well, I mean, please, please give me, mean, Please tell the truth, Give me please. the truth. Go ahead. I, I, wanna, I would be A lot of misinformation throughout would the show. I be careful.
11: Shows. I mean, he's, he's just getting started here.
8: Yeah. He's got pretty good content, I mean, doesn't
15: he? I mean, yeah, but it's, just, it's not nothing I would play. Personally, for me, I just wouldn't. I wouldn't do it, but, you know.
8: Well, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, what we'll if, do is we'll continue to work at it. See, you're like that rap coach. That was giving him some tough love, and that's what this is about. It's how you get better, man. Tough love. Some, some of my favorite emailers are the ones that start out with "you stupid sob," and then they just proceed to rip me. Gutless bastard. Oh, you get those? You get those? Yeah. What do I get those? <laughs>
11: <laughs> he gets a, He gets them from his coworkers. <laughs>
8: exactly. Good, Zakai. Thanks, babe. Thank you, man. Thank you, babe.
9: Tino Adams.
8: You know, hey, hey, John, you know a good thing is coming when somebody says, can I tell the truth? You know that's going to be a good review. Poor Andy. Aunt- Andy, if you're listening, I'm going to tell the truth. Collaborating with you today on the air was a highlight of mine. Back well, I think we go.
11: Um, what, I, what impressed me about Andy, even yeah. though he's getting better and he's making connections in the music industry. Yes. Tony, you know in your own musical career, as humble as it might be, that you that it's important to make these kind of connections.
8: You make them in a park
11: yeah. with with strangers who that's right
8: might not know an a or from Tom C-No. Tom out in Oak Ridge who hasn't shot me an email back or a text back. Tom, you clown. Hello and welcome to our next call. But Andy shows great
11: humility. I mean, yes, even he though he's getting better, he's he's just de- he's determined to work at his craft. He's, he's not had. interested in so much where he's headed. He's very much in the present. And I expect big things from him. To the phones we go.
16: <laughs> you stupid ghost bastard, SOB.
8: <laughs> yeah, Laura um, Laura said there's a, great e- there's a great email in there for you. She said a guy kind of has you pegged. And the guy started out with, you are a, what did he say, a lot. It, the, 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 the subject heading of it was Yankee Go Home. That was the subject heading. And then he proceeded to launch on me. And she said, yeah, there's a guy in there that's, you know, hits a nail on the head on you. But go ahead.
11: Uh, Tony, I, I think my favorite one of my favorite emails was a uh, someone who wrote it was right after a tornado hit Ringo, Georgia, and uh, was devastating. And he wrote that he wished uh, an F-5 tornado would suck me out of my car. Yeah,
9: that's subtle. <laughs> I mean
11: <laughs> where where did Tony go is this
9: Lee yeah
16: what's up <laughs> yeah it's Lee. Lee what's up Brian <laughs> Sorry,
9: you,
16: you know? okay Lee I had a visual of John being sucked out of his car by F F5 tornado yeah,
11: yeah that it would Tony be pretty great, would it, it.
16: Yeah. <laughs> while Tony's running to take a piss somewhere but but, yeah, <laughs> it's all so good. Um, real quick, the Dante Thornton thing, like, John, you said it earlier, like, all i heard all off-seasons about Dante Thornton. I kept asking people, did you look at him, what he did at Oregon the year before? Mm-hmm. He wasn't productive. He wasn't good. Yeah. There's, there's a yeah. no reason why they let him go. And he wasn't good for us last year. Like, I know he had the one great catch and he got hurt, and... Now everybody's like, oh, no, he's hurt and he was coming along. Like in my opinion, like, if the Staley kid, if Matthews, with McCoy coming back, the Brazil kid, the Squirrel White, if Dante Thornton sees the field next year, I got serious questions about what's going on at that position.
11: Well, Lee, now, I'm not don't you notice?
16: Kid, but I don't think he's good. I just don't think he's good.
11: Well, he hasn't shown anything. But uh, Lee, don't you notice how all these guys, once they entered the transfer portal, they suddenly become better than what their statistics say they were.
16: Uh, I've noticed that quite a bit with most everybody that enters the portal. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. They're generally become way better than what they are. Yeah. I, I think that is true for ninety percent of the people that go into the portal.
11: So I think it would be very iffy relying on Dante Thornton to be your big play guy.
16: I, I have serious questions if that's what we're relying on, what this offense can be.
8: You know what you call a lot of those portal people guys, and it's just the truth. They're, those guys are those guys are tens at two who are twos at ten.
16: Yeah, I mean what? I mean I get it. It's always like the thing you don't have is attractive and,
10: and Tony, you you're the one who wants us involved with everybody. <laughs> You want us to recruit over guys on the roster like no, I'm immediately. Not.
8: I would never say that out loud. You
10: want two you want two more receivers? I mean two, you know, two I 10. I don't I don't think Dante Thornton's anywhere near as good as, as maybe people project him to be, but you know, Javante Payton two years ago, he only had eighteen catches for four hundred yards and six touchdowns, but it was enough of a deep threat that it opened up a whole lot of other stuff. If Thornton could just be that I, I think that would be very productive in this offense because it would open up things.
16: Sure, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, if you could get that out of him, then I'd be thrilled with him. Because I, yeah, I,
10: I, I don't, I don't think, think he's an NFL, NFL guy exactly. at all. I, I agree with you there, but no. I, we don't need him to be. I
16: don't think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you get that much out of him, that's great. I just, I'm looking at the other guys that we have, and I'm trying to figure out where he's even fitting in on this roster. To be totally honest, especially now coming off of injury. So,
11: well, there's no way he maybe, starts.
16: No. I don't see it. But, I mean, I'm not at practice every day, so, I mean, I don't want to. That's just my opinion. Um, I, I don't know what he, how he's progressing and what he looks like in practice. And yeah. Time,
8: but, but Maybe they should move uh, him to defense, to, to, to on the other side of the ball. Oh, Brian, stop it. A kick, a kick <laughs> <with gosh. laughs> okay.
16: But, yeah, I mean, I have noticed, like, with a lot of these kids that just finished their bowl games, a lot of kids have gone into the portal. Like, Hayden yes. Salter went into the portal. The Alabama Center went into the portal yep. yesterday. So,
8: he can't even snap court, the ball to the quarterback. Well, he, well, he was
11: getting—he's getting death
10: threats down there.
9: Was he really, Matt?
8: Yeah. Was it, he oh, absolutely?
9: Maybe, was he really? Absolutely. Maybe somebody would would uh, play him at right guard or something?
8: Are they? Like, would have to worry about they, snapping. Are they like that? There, Matt. You're kidding, right?
10: Apparently, that's kind of an unhinged fan base. It's kind of shocking to everybody.
8: But yeah. John, do you believe that, that that kid would get threats after that game for rolling the ball back to the quarterback?
11: Oh yeah, because he did it multiple times. I I thought he would have. To, yeah, I thought that during the game he would get death threats. What?
16: Yeah, I, I'd seen that.
14: It's SEC football. Well, was, it's life that, that and death.
16: That was a year long thing with him. He was doing that all year. Like this wasn't just something that popped up in that yeah. game.
11: Like he. Do you do you think uh, Milrow is? Is a factor in this? There's something going on with their communication that was implied in some stories I read. Wow! But to me, that uh, was just kind of like, well, you either snap the ball to him or you don't.
8: I just this guys rolling the ball on the ground back to him.
11: He it was like Milrow, and even on that on the game, the final play. I mean, it completely throws off the timing of everything when the quarterback has to lunge for the ball, and Leap. which which yeah, makes me wonder why didn't Alabama find another center. With all these guys the they recruit,
9: that's the point. Well, they, they can't, they couldn't find tackles this year either. That's the point. How do you not have a guy just practice snapping the ball? How does Saban, he's got, got the, he he's has that, the yips.
8: He's got the, he's, yips. he just had the yips. And that's a sad thing,
9: man. I hate seeing that happen.
16: Because they took two timeouts before that last play, and it was an RPO. Like they had the back leaking out that was probably would have scored, but the snap was low, and then Milrow freaked out.
8: Hey, he hey, hey! the Lee, line. They weren't, death. they weren't scoring on that play. But I love you, thank no. you. Good talking to you. Cuz cuz they weren't going to beat Michigan. As predicted. Well, they almost did. They were one play away. No, well. no they weren't, actually. As predicted right here. Come back on the other side 865-205 540.
5: <laughs> this is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM FM, Columbia, Tennessee
1: Hello from the Tillis Jewelry family. We want to extend our heartfelt thanks to all of our wonderful customers who trusted us to provide perfect gifts this holiday season. It's time for us to take a short holiday break from December 30th to ring in the new year and we'll be back open on January 9th. We've got an exciting year ahead and can't wait to serve each one of you in the new year. From our family to yours, happy new year from the Tillis Jewelry family on West 7th Street in downtown Columbia. Stay tuned for updates on Facebook and Instagram.
3: Get ready for a shopping experience
14: like no other at Old School Vapor. We carry a huge selection of disposables from Kato Bar, Veho, Raz, Lost Mary and Breeze. We've got it all. Enjoy a whopping 35% off your entire e-liquid purchase, 20% off everything else. Plus, discover the largest legal cannabis selection in the state, along with a variety of Kratom, Kava and Glass products. Check us out at OldSchoolVapor.com.
3: This is Clayton Harris and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia.